Welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast by the Denver-based public relations strategist at MNC Communications. We help clients from the CBD industry to nonprofits and beyond tackle their toughest communications challenges and protect their brand using our state-of-the-art tools and strategies. I'm president and founder, Diane Mulligan. For us, public relations is all about brand protection. We are experts in growing active communities, deflecting negative public relations, and building trust to help our clients stand head and shoulders above competitors. I'm Vice President Sarah Beatty. We're all former journalists. We've been in front of the camera and behind the scenes. We call our experience insider media relations, helping clients turn crisis communications and media relations challenges into opportunities that bolster the bottom line. And I'm PR manager Jordan Sherman. At MNC, we craft distinctive and effective solutions for your communications challenges. We call it our Move the Stairs philosophy. On this podcast, we share our best ideas for brand protection, crisis communications, media relations, and more. Let's get right to it. This week's Move the Stairs podcast. Today, you know, we're going to continue this uh, February theme that we've had. And, you know, we're coming off of Valentine's Day weekend, which is all lovey and dovey and full relationships. And this week, we want to talk about how you can strengthen and build your relationships with your target media outlets. Uh, Some of you have established relationships. Some of you just don't know where to start. And uh, we want to make sure that you uh, get off on the right foot as you're working toward those relationships, because they can be tremendously powerful when it comes to building brand protection PR. And all of us as former journalists, we call this insider media relations. We're so excited to share this with you. Well, and I'll tell you what, you know, does it feel like business owners, um, like you only seem to hear from the media when something goes wrong? You know, I'm sure that there's a lot of people who feel that way. And that's what we're trying to tackle in this conversation today, how you're going to be able to engage them in positive media coverage um, and protect your brand and build that brand protection PR. And we're going to show you how that works by breaking this down into some mini conversations today. First, you're going to learn how to reframe your perception of the media. Um, And we'll tell you what that means. Then you're going to get strategies for how you can build really effective and powerful media relations. And finally, we're going to deep dive into what to do when you get that media call that could lead to a negative story. We're gonna walk you through all of those topics today. So we like to include you with our conversations as well. And uh, when you go back and watch the replay on this video, we wanna know what is your perception of the media, especially coming off of a contentious year that was 2020? Mm. Do you consider the media your friend? Do you consider the media your foe? Has something happened in the past that maybe has led you to um, have one viewpoint or the other? We want to hear about it, so be sure to leave us a comment on the video, uh, or you can uh, send us a direct message on any of our social media platforms. And we also have our free uh, downloadable. We include this one sheet with every single episode, and you can find that uh, on the uh, blog page, which uh, we publish with every episode as well. And this one sheet, it's a new one. We're excited to roll out a new one sheet, Sarah. A new one sheet. 
Exactly. So this one is going to teach you, you know, how you can work on building those relationships with ten media. And it's steps a very easy 10 step building, process. Yeah. Media relations. So make sure to find that. You can find that at movethestairs.com, by the way. Yes. So if, you know, um, if you're new to MNC, um, we specialize in something called insider media relations. And what that means is we are all former journalists. Diane is off today. Um, but Diane was a news director, assign, assignment editor, national um, TV news. I was a producer. Jordan, um, you're the sort of odd guy out with uh, meteorology. <laughs> I did some reporting too. I mean. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So we are all former television news journalists from, you know, real tiny small markets to network news. And so, you know, when we go out and as we do for every Move the Stairs conversation looking for research, it's a little bit slim on how to build media relationships. Um, so what we're relying on here is our vast experience as journalists, um, understanding what their day is like, what they have to deal with day to day. And there is quite a bit of research on customer relationship building. So here's something to ask yourself. Do you see the media as one of your customers? Right? That's, so that's I think, pretty compelling. I think that is. And I would argue that you should absolutely, especially if you're trying to get them to do a story, right? You're truly selling to them. And in most cases, they have to sell your story to their bosses, to their editors. Um, so you've got to give them really, really strong and powerful reasons why their story is relevant and why it matters to their boss. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. So Jordan, help us understand who the media are really. I, I think this is so fascinating because um, at least when I first got into TV news um, a long time ago, um, <laughs> people thought that you know, we, we drove like a Rolls Royce or, and that we were just kind of Scrooge McDuck diving into the gold vault full of coins. <laughs> and, and, into the pool of money. <laughs> exactly. And it's just, that's it, not the case. I mean, the media, they're just like you and me. I mean, their kids go to school and oftentimes it's public school. They're not, you know, writing a check for a five, six figure check to go to private school. They go to church, shop in the same grocery stores. So, a lot of times people have that kind of preconceived thought that um, the media are, are kind of on a different class from them. If you're looking at like lower class, middle class, upper class, it's just not the case. They're the same people. Um, and according to Pew Research between 2008 and 2019, newspaper staffs actually shrunk by 51%. And for you know those of us who have seen cell phones kind of on the rise, this should be no surprise because more people are unplugging, they're streaming. Um, and this was before COVID. So what you're looking at is the average person here losing their job. That's pretty scary. And, you know, as you're trying to communicate with your customers, having that empathy and understanding of what they may be going through is really important as you're trying to sell your story so that they can, in turn, try to turn your story. So that's just print news. I, I want to dive into broadcast television news, because while those broadcast numbers may be falling down, people still turn to uh, broadcast news, at least on their websites, and they still generate millions of impressions with every article 
um, that they publish. So it's still a really big deal. And some of these networks, Sarah, that we have seen have launched um, streaming services. Mm -hmm. In fact, I saw the news director for KCNC located in Denver uh, tweeted earlier today saying, hey, it's our one year anniversary that we launched this streaming channel. Yep. So you're still seeing some significant value in outreaching to some of these traditional media um, sources and reporters. So I want to come back to 2020 a little bit. You're looking at a very contentious environment where journalists were in some cases asked to put their lives on the line in this country. That's, I mean, we've talked about this before, but it, when you really stop and think about it, it was dangerous. I mean, with the, uh, the Capitol riot, we saw the, um, the AP, um, the AP photographer's equipment get smashed and, um, it's, it's not the only um, time we've seen journalists and their equipment be attacked as well. So trying to, you know, put that into perspective when you're thinking about who you're outreaching to, you know, a lot of these people, they've either been laid off at a job, um, they've had to take a pay cut, they've had to take a furlough. So you get all of these things and you come up with a situation that is oftentimes worse than what, you know, some other people who have got it pretty good are, are dealing with right now. So if you were to have somebody do a story on you and your business, it, you know, it may be the second, third, fourth, fifth story of the day. And, you know, think about how you would feel in their shoes if you were to happen upon that scenario. Empathy is what, you know, our word of 2020 and, you know, until COVID is finally eradicated and we get back to some sort of normalcy, I think that's going to continue to be the thing that we have to use to relate to people. Wouldn't you agree, Sarah? Yeah, I think that's, that's absolutely a great point. And, you know, after that description, we want to know in the comments section, do you still think that engaging with someone who's overworked, underpaid, and cranky is even worth it? <laughs> now that's a trick question. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you um, answer that one, knowing that we threw a a, a clinker in there for you, um, because obviously the whole uh, concept of this move the stairs conversation is how to engage with these folks. So. Just think about that as you're answering that question. Think about things from their point of view. And also remember that we've included a free downloadable one sheet with actionable strategies to help you do what we're talking to, to you about in this. Um, and you will find that on the Move the Stairs blog at movethestairs.com. And that's the 10 steps to building reporter relationships on Twitter. So, um, Jordan, help us, because Diane's out today. Remind us quickly, what does move the stairs mean? If people are just brand new to this conversation, why are we saying move the stairs? So that's a really good question. And I am so delighted I get to tell this story. But move the stairs with a concept and really a mantra developed by Diane Mulligan. She's founder of MNC Communications. And she was in a situation back in network news um, where if you get the interview first, you win. And the situation she was in is uh, a prominent politician uh, was given an acceptance speech. Everyone knew he was going to win. And unfortunately, her competition was exit stage left and she was on exit stage right. So she had to unbolt these stairs, move them from her competitor side over to her side to get the interview first. And that's where the move the stairs mantras come from. So we try to incorporate that in everything that we do for our clients so that instead of 
um, you know, walking away from a problem that may seem insurmountable, we take a step back, look at the scenario and say, what can we do to still win? What can we do for our clients to make sure that, you know, that this may not be as big of a problem for them as they are seeing it as. And now that leads us to the brand protection part of it too. Every little thing that you do for your CBD company should be doing what we call uh, filling the trust bucket. And that's where you're interacting with your employees and your customers so that down the line, if something was to happen, you can fall back on that trust bucket and they give you a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. And that's really the emphasis that we try to put on uh, brand protection through our move the stairs mantra. So good stuff. And hopefully Diane is watching this and she says, okay, you know, he did an all right job. Maybe I'll let him do it every now and again. <laughs> yeah. So the second part of the conversation here is how do you reach out to reporters? Because we hear this all the time. I don't know how to reach out to them. I don't know how to talk to them. I mean, building a relationship with a reporter, I have no idea how to do that. So how do we consistently build relationships with the media to enhance and build brand protection? You hear that at all? That, that Tweety Bird? The Tweety Bird. Tweet, tweet. The Tweety Bird. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the cornball jokes. Hopefully this is not where people tune out of the podcast. Right. But the answer is Twitter. If you don't have Twitter, get Twitter. Twitter is really important. And, you know, the more you may hear about it and people on Twitter being trolls or whatever, but I, I have to tell you really quick, and this is totally off script, Sarah, Twitter is my favorite platform because I can control exactly who I see. So I don't see trolls and trolls don't engage with me, uh, which is fantastic. So Twitter is actually one of the more positive platforms that I can turn to, but it's also a window into the world. So if you really want to branch out and see what's happening uh, with other companies, industry publications, network news, local news, this is where you're gonna find it. And nine times out of 10, if something really important happens worldwide or just important to your community, you're going to see it first on Twitter before you even get a push alert from a local news station or a push alert from a national news outlet. Twitter is just where things happen first. Yeah. And it's where journalists hang out. Mm -hmm. I mean, we say this over and over again. Um, that's where journalists are hanging out, spending time and engaging with each other. Um, which is interesting, you get some sort of, uh, you know, peek behind the curtain on some of those relationships. But here are our insider media relations tips for developing a relationship with your favorite reporters. And by favorite, I mean, target reporters, the ones who are likely to cover, um, you know, the information, the stories that you have to share with them. So imagine, just to start out, what can you do to make a reporter's life easier. I'll give you Remember, an example. Overworked, underpaid, Overworked, cranky. underpaid, <laughs> unappreciated. I follow a number of reporters, we, both, we all do, um, on Twitter. And one of them posted, hey, it's my birthday and I'm gonna make, um, I need to make a cake and I'm new to Colorado and the altitude, so help me out. And I was like, oh, bada bing, I have a great recipe. Sent it off to the reporter reporter made it and said, oh my gosh, that worked really well. And, you know, so I have nothing to gain from sending the reporter a, a cake recipe, <laughs> except that, um, and I'll share the story in a second, um, it came up yesterday in my interaction with that reporter. So think about what you can do to develop an online relations, an authentic online relationship with reporters. 
can you send them something useful? Um, what about if you like and share their stories? By the way, that's one of the ways that reporters are evaluated these days. Um, the shares of their stories and the rate of their engagement online. So if you think that um, it, they don't notice if you're liking and clicking and sharing and retweeting their content, think again. Um, they're actually being evaluated on that. And what about sending them relevant story ideas? It might have to do with CBD, um, something they recently reported on. It might not. Um, maybe it's something that they're covering. Um, you know, I, the reporter that I dealt with yesterday covers CBD, sports betting, and education. <laughs> so there's three different areas where, you know, you've got opportunity to engage with someone and say, hey, I've got something useful for you. And it isn't pitching your product, you know, your CBD company. Um, if you think they might be interested in a CBD story, before you send them your pitch, right? Because this is kind of like dating, right, Jordan? Like you don't immediately walk up to somebody at the grocery store and say, hey, my gosh, you're so cute. I really would love to go out with you then. How, how about Thursday? Yeah, it doesn't work that That's way. That's a good way to get a restraining order, maybe. <laughs> right? <laughs> so if you think this reporter might at some point be interested in your CBD story about your business, about your product, about something interesting, send them some updates, you know, something useful, some research, some background. Position yourself as a thought leader, a trusted source. Be there to help them. Don't always be there pitching them. Ew, that's like getting asked out in the middle of the grocery store. Ew. <laughs> right? And so we've got the 10 steps on, on building reporter relationships on Twitter. But just remember this. The media are people like you and me. If they have a relationship with you, they have, you've got the basis of building trust with them. And with trust, you know, that is the basis of a really authentic relationship that you can build on. Um, and we're going to get in, we're going to expand on that in the next topic. I just, I just think that's so important because again, I just fall back to who are the media and they are just you and I, um, mm -hmm. nobody's driving the Rolls Royce living in the house on, you know, on the mountaintop or on, on the hill that, you know, 20,000 square foot Tom Brady mansion. It's just not the case. We're, you know, they're everyday people and, you know, you connect through baking. I like to connect through the craft beer scene. That's right. That, and that's obviously huge in Colorado. So a lot of times too, it's just finding what it is that you have this common interest. So the relationship you're developing may not even necessarily be about your business, but it's more of them just getting to know who you are and know that you're not, you know, a crazy online stalker, that you're just somebody genuinely appreciative of their work. And, you know, you can work on building that relationship. So speaking of which, um, at any time, have you ever engaged with a reporter and developed an online relationship, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, TikTok is now the new deal that reporters are getting into? How did it feel? Do you think it was worth your time? Did they respond to you? That's what I want to hear. And if they did, tell us about the process. We want to hear about it. And if they didn't, you know, how can we help you improve that? hopefully through this, or you can send us a, a direct message or email, and we're happy to get back to you. 
But uh, before we go ahead here, I want to take a look at what we're going to be chatting about next week in our Move the Stairs to kind of wrap up our February relationship theme. We're actually going to dive into the data, use our analytical brains, which, oh man, I have been looking forward to this one for a long time. Uh, and we're going to take a look at a few examples of brand data and how you can use that to enhance your relationships. And one of the pieces of software we use for that is called Meltwater. And that's a digital listening software. So we have an opportunity to see um, not only how our brands that we represent are being talked about, but also some of the keywords, the sentiment as far down to the emojis that people use to describe um, those brands on Twitter. So there's some really great data in there and we're excited to share that with you. So Sarah, what is our third topic of the day? Okay, so we're really gonna get into it now. So you have put yourself in the reporter's position um, you understand what their day-to-day -day life is like. You have downloaded the, um, the one sheet, 10 ways to build um, online relationships with reporters. You've done all of this work. Okay, so how do you handle the media call about something that could lead to a negative story? And let's talk about why this relationship is so vital and what, can you, can, what you can do with it here at this point. And remember, you know, we have all walked miles and miles, usually carrying gear in reporter's <laughs> shoes, which is how we developed our insider media relations training. And we use our firsthand experience to help you protect your brand when things start to turn negative. And Jordan, we, we talk about this next thing all the time, all the time, all the time. I want you to emphasize it again, Jordan, go. Even if you have a great relationship on Twitter, even if you are friends with members of the media in real life, you know a reporter, you know an editor, you know a news director, there is a very fine line between business and friendship. And always remember, they have a job to do first. And they are trained to ask you very difficult questions. And you are never off the record, ever. I am telling you right now, Exactly. You can make a huge mistake. And you know, reporters aren't out to get you. That's not what they do, but they have a job to do. And news is just so incredibly competitive. Think about how you would go about your industry and your job in your industry if the four walls were closing in around you, right? Every you, day. Every single day. If you've got a scoop, by golly, you've got to run with it because that's your livelihood on the line. You know, those are the bills that are putting food on the table and feeding your kids uh, potentially. So you have to be really careful. And it's not, it's not personal, Sarah. You know, building the relationship can be easier for, you know, CBD business owners if they, you know, provide themselves as a credible, helpful thought leader in the past. Um, and human nature is to just kind of trust and play your role in the story. But we can't let that set us up for potentially harming our business or brand while we're working toward building those relationships. So, excuse me, this article in the Harvard Business Review says, and uh, I quote, to ensure that trust builds from small initial acts to deeper and broader commitments, it's important to send loud, clear, and consistent signals. Can we do that with a Twitter strategy? You betcha. I think so. We use that term consistent cadence 
of communication all the time with our Move the Stairs um, blogs and podcasts. But we also use that in real life with our clients who we manage social media for, our own social media accounts. It's important to position yourself as a thought leader through some of that strong, consistent um, cadence of communication as well. So if you have that, you, you know, you may have a hiccup, things go wrong, it happens all of the time, every business goes through it. Um, you have to make sure that you're prepared to address a potential media inquiry. And this could be a reporter you don't know, this could be your best friend, you have to treat them the same way. Ask about their deadline. If you know what types of information they're seeking, great. If you don't, just ask. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and most of the time, if you ask, they'll tell you because guess what? They may have a million other things they need to do that day. And what you may think is big potatoes to them is actually small potatoes to them. And they just need to get a quote from you and move on to the next thing. You have to tell them if you don't know, you'll be back within 10 to 15 minutes, 45 minutes tops, depending on what their deadline looks like. Because if they can't get information from you, Sarah, they're going to go to somebody else, right? Oh, you better believe. <laughs> and that's where we say, calm down, gather the information, prepare the plan. So your, your goal is to get all of this information. What are you looking for? What's your deadline? What do you need? Okay, I will call you back in X number of minutes, hang up the phone. That's when you gather your thoughts, you gather the information, and you make a plan. So let's get into to some nuts and bolts here. We're going to walk through an example from this week. And golly, this one is a mess. Major, major, major winter storm that just walloped the central United States and parts of Texas, which is really unusual. Um, and some parts of Texas are still without water, still without power. They're under a boil water advisory. Um, it's, it's a bad situation in many parts of Texas. People are really suffering. So initial reports blamed um, some of this issue on various sources of energy and a cold snap that couldn't be anticipated until Reports came out that the state power grid managers had been warned in 2011 at another similar cold snap. They had been warned in 1989 with another you know, similar cold snap. They hadn't made the necessary upgrades. Then of course, blame exploded and mm -hmm. lots of people got involved and, and politics got involved, which made it a very messy situation. The problem here is that once you go out with a statement or a narrative, especially in a contentious environment where people are suffering, the media are incredibly good, very, very, very good at sniffing out inconsistencies and making sure that the public knows about it. So, you know, this is basically what happened here. The energy um, regulators in charge of the energy grid said, oh, we couldn't have seen this coming. And the media said, Oh yeah, well, what about 2011? And yeah, what about 1989? And what about all this public information? And I mean, the media were on it. They were a dog on a bone. So a better approach to something like this is to acknowledge an issue, get out in front of the issue, acknowledge the issue and empathize with people's suffering. Here's the problem right now. There is video of people burning baby cribs in their fireplaces to stay warm, burning kids' toys, 
there's there's pictures of of broken water pipes, burst water pipes, and water, um, you know, frozen on ceiling fans. And do you think the media is interested in showing those pictures, Jordan? Absolutely. It's especially when you're talking about snow and cold as far south as the Gulf of Mexico, where people who were born and raised there don't know how to deal with it. There are people who were sent to the hospital with carbon monoxide poisoning yeah. because they were burning a charcoal grill in their home to stay warm, and they just don't know how to deal with this. So acknowledging the problem first, that you should have been out in front of it, is step one, always. Yeah. You have to be accountable. You have to be accountable, and you have to start by acknowledging and empathizing with people's suffering. Then you say, let me explain what we're going to do about this, how we're going to address the problem, followed by an accurate accounting of the issue and the response that you're taking. Now, you may know not know what an accurate accounting is or what the right response is when you in initially need to go out. That's fine. Don't guess. Don't say, oh, we're going to take care of this and this will be resolved by tomorrow. <clears throat> if you don't know that this can be resolved by tomorrow, that part can come later. But acknowledging the issue and the suffering is the step that needs to happen immediately. So tell us what you think. Do you think that establishing a relationship with reporters where you're the go-to expert would help you in a negative story situation for your CBD company or in the CBD industry? Let us know in the comments how you're going to use this brand protection strategy. And to recap what we talked about today, you know, reframing your perception of the media. We talked about how, hey, they're just like you and I. Nobody's pushing a Lamborghini driving up to a new station. That is for darn sure. <laughs> Maybe my 10-year-old Toyota. Absolutely. More of those. We also talked about how you can build effective media relations, Twitter being your primary engine to do so. And remember, it doesn't have to be something in your industry, just common interests. Uh, reporters, some will tweet only the news, other will tweet about everything I do. That's my favorite platform to do so. And then finally, steps you can take and what to do when you have a media call about a media member call about something uh, negative uh, about your company or a story that could be construed as negative toward your company or industry. Remember, they have a job to do. Even if they are your best friend, they have a job to do. And you should treat your friends and colleagues in media the same way as you would treat a reporter who uh, you've never met before. The same strategies to make sure everybody's getting the same thing. Right. So I hope this is helpful. Thank you for joining us for this week's Move the Stairs episode. We are here to help you protect your CBD business with brand protection PR. We want to know how we can help you. Drop us a line. Let us know. Leave us some comments. Uh, and join us again next week when we are going to be live um, for the last of the yeah, <laughs> live for the last of the relationship building episodes uh, for Move the Stairs in February. Thanks for joining us.